Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive. Goodman Hurdle. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. Reach us. Roller Auctions Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman. On Tuesday, November 28th, Roller Auctions having an auction for air compressors, garage door inventory, trucks, forklifts, welders, and more. Get involved. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at RollerAuction.com backslash MHS. Time now for the lead. The lead, presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. Is it fair to say Josh Dobbs is one of the best stories in the NFL right now? Oh, without question. He has played incredibly well in his opening two games. Comes in, off the bench, new team against the Atlanta Falcons, and leads a game-winning drive when he had never taken a snap from his new center. One of the most remarkable debuts in NFL history. And the funny thing is, yes, it's a debut with the new team, but it's not his NFL debut. Nope. Guy's been around the league for a little while. Barely and, pedestrian. And, and honestly, when you no, know when you go into somebody's basement who's an NFL player, they have their jersey on the wall framed. Sure. How many jerseys does this guy have? Yeah, that's a great call. Okay. With does he that, have a room big enough for it? Right. So with that, uh, Dobbs is coming to town. He's been playing well. Uh, we had Dawn Mitchell on the show yesterday. She's been covering the Vikings for 20 years. She said he brings an element that Kirk Cousins doesn't. He's mobile. He can run. In his first game, he ran for 66 yards. Yeah. He led them, I believe, in yep. rushing. Then the last game, he ran for 44 yards. So he is a problem as a mobile quarterback. Now Justin Jefferson might be playing, and TJ Hawkinson has been a really difficult cover all year for any team that has tried to cover him. How concerned are you about facing Dobbs and that offense with those two big weapons likely on the field? Certainly, I'm referring more to Justin Jefferson. I am more concerned about Hawkinson than anyone else at this point. They have leaned heavily on him during Jefferson's absence. He has produced prodigiously. He has been a load to handle. He's the guy, if we're looking, if if I can't look at the entire picture and see how it comes together, the one guy that I, that I would absolutely want to take away is Hawkinson. I trust the Broncos' defense in this regard. They've done well against mobile quarterbacks in each of the the, the three wins that they've won four, in a row. Four. Yeah, but three win, But in the three straight wins, in the three straight wins, um, the Packers, the Chiefs, and the Bills. Right. They have done extremely well against Love, Mahomes. Allen. And then throw in Justin Fields from earlier this season. No question. And we know that guy can run and, as well. And they did a good job there. So what, what do you think a magic number is? Hold him under how many yards? Hold Dobbs under so many yards and you have a better chance to win well, you rushing. What did you give me in the first half? In the 35? 25. 25. So that, that seems reasonable it, to me. With those four mm-hmm. quarterbacks, Allen, Mahomes, Love, and Justin Fields. Held all of them 25 yards rushing or less. All turned out to be wins. Yeah, I think the difference is going to be that I think that Dobbs's mobility will be part of the game plan tomorrow or Sunday, excuse me. It should be. That's part yeah, of his game. Absolutely. Uh, Kevin O'Connell said something interesting. I think it was on, what is today, Friday? <laughs> I think it was on Wednesday. Dude, Did you, you know just have a senior moment? No, no, it's not a senior moment. It's It's... It's you hear from these guys so much yeah. that you you forget the day. So it's I a day it was, that ends in the letter Y. Yeah, very good. 
as far as my philosophy on it, I really look, you're talking about the offense. I really look at it like it was, we, what can we do to maximize our ability to find space in zones and attack man coverage when we get it? How do we build a world where we can live in both worlds simultaneously? Then how do we live in that world with maybe a quarterback that hasn't been here very long but truly activates every facet of what we want to accomplish? That's fairly deep thinking. It's fairly deep thinking, and it's fairly quick deep thinking, too. Um, how the Broncos combat that is going to be a large part of the equation and how it plays out on Sunday. Because Dobbs's mobility has been a very key factor for two wins, back-to-back wins for the Vikings. Something just occurred to me. When you look at their last three, uh, last well, not last three wins, but when you look at the wins over the Chiefs, the Bears, and the the Chiefs, the Bears, and the Packers, okay, all three of those wins have come off the Bill Walsh slash Mike Shanahan coaching tree. Andy Reid yeah. off the Bill Will- sure. off, off the Bill Walsh yeah. coaching tree, right? Luke Getze off the Mike Shanahan coaching tree. Right. Meaning you go down because he was with the Packers sure. under the floor. Yeah. That's the coaching yeah. tree, right? That's right. Yeah. Okay. Not yeah. the Bills. Yeah. Not the Bills. No, not the Bills. Okay. Uh, but the Packers, the Chiefs, and the Bears. Okay. All right. Yep. And now you have another Shanahan coaching tree in Kevin sure O'Connor. Sure do. Mobile quarterbacks. Yeah. Guys who can move. I think he'll be part of the game plan. It'd be silly not to have him as a part of the game plan. Who's we- that? Who wait? Who's that? Josh Dobbs. Well, 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 of course, he's a quarterback. Of course, he can be part no, of the game plan. No, no, the running element. We're talking about his running element. But, the, but there the, will be designed plays for him to operate in. It won't all be off schedule. But in the Shanahan coaching tree, in the Walsh coaching tree, they put a premium on mobile quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Steve Young, Joe Montana, right? Who was Pat, more mobile than he probably got credit who's for. Who's that? Montana. Montana was incredibly he, mobile. He was very mobile. If you go back and watch Joe Montana highlights, think about the signature play of his career. Well, the Dwight Clark play. Yeah. Rolling right, right, throwing on the run. Yeah. You look at the Parcells coaching tree, not mobile quarterbacks. No. Tom Brady, Phil Simms, Jeff Hostetler, probably a little bit. But they lived in the pocket. They sure did. Yeah. No question. And now... And it's funny because Kevin O'Connell had a guy with no mobility in Kirk Cousins. Now he does. And they're averaging more points per game under Dobbs than they did under Kirk Cousins. Yeah. They're they're averaging more points under Dobbs without Kirk Cousins and without than they did with Justin Jefferson. Right. So there's a question about what is Justin... I mean, it seems ridiculous to think, well... Does Justin Jefferson upset the apple cart coming back? I would think, well, no, he doesn't because he's such an incredible. I think he's the best receiver in the NFL. He can't is. go wrong with having the best receiver in the NFL available to your offense. This is where you can make the case having Justin Jefferson on the field for the Vikings obviously is going to help. I'm stating the obvious mm-hmm. here, but are you really going to double with Sertan? No, you just think you just put Sertan in single coverage against him. So it's really not going to make that much of a difference in terms of coverage. As long as as long as you're it, for the Broncos, as long as you're winning that matchup, yeah. 
It, no, it didn't change anything at all. I, I, I really hope Jefferson plays. Oh, me too. I mean, why wouldn't you, right? This, I mean, this is what we... This is what I kind of, this is what okay. I dig, man. I dig the mano a mano stuff. I'm glad, I'm glad you do, but if this was the Super Bowl, would you want to see Jefferson play? Probably. I, I'm, no, I, probably I, no, not. I, no, because, because I'm not, because I'm not a cheerleader. I, I, I'm for, I'm for the. You want to go into a winning locker room or potentially a losing locker room? You have a better chance of going into a winning locker room if Justin Jefferson doesn't play. Yeah, but I mean, that doesn't bother me one way or the other. I would always rather take somebody's best shot. Because I don't want to hear the excuse from fans outside of Denver yeah. while he didn't play. Yeah. And and as far as going in winning locker rooms versus losing locker rooms, don't care. You, you don't? I do not care. Really? No, I don't care. Oh, my God. It doesn't. I'd I always mean, rather go into a winning locker room. I'd rather room. go into a winning locker yeah. room because it's been, so, it's been so infrequent. All I've done is basically for eight years go into losing locker rooms. Well, you're the curse. I, I but certainly can't argue with that. But no, but it doesn't bother me one way or the other. It really doesn't. It's like, yeah, I mean, joy is always better than sorrow. Yeah, but I mean, it doesn't, but from a standpoint of getting your work done, it doesn't matter that much. Coming up after the break, we're going to talk to Todd Davis, Super Bowl champ. How do the Broncos defend Jefferson, Hawkinson, and now a mobile quarterback in Josh Dobbs, who has led his team, to an average of 29 points a game during his opening two games. That's next. Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us, MileHighSports.com. You can reach us, Roller Auctions Twitter feed, at Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman on Tuesday, November 28th. Roller Auctions having an auction for air compressors, garage door inventory, trucks, forklifts, welders, and more. Get involved, get notifications about upcoming auctions at rollerauction.com backslash MHS. For all of us, our health is important, certainly to a certain extent. For me, I certainly fall into that category, but more than a certain extent. This is why I go to Castle Rock Men's Health in Castle Rock or Aurora. There are a lot of chop shops out there. They push testosterone hard they make you feel insecure about ed and honestly when you go to those places do you really feel like you're meeting with a doctor mm. when you go to castle rock men's health you are meeting with a doctor you're meeting with my guy dr lee i love the fact that they go the extra mile to make sure that they're taking a comprehensive look at my health there have been more than a few times off script where i've asked to meet with dr lee because I've gotten certain test results back from my internist, and he gladly met with me and went over it with me until he answered all of my questions. He didn't have to do that. They didn't charge me extra to do that. He is a doctor that really does care about your health. Now, when you go to him, 
He's going to go through all of your blood work. They do a lot of different things to make sure that you're healthy. If you need testosterone, obviously they can do that. Estrogen blockers, B12, anything to make you feel good physically and mentally. And I feel like I am in great hands with Dr. Lee. You really should go check him out. And Castle Rock Men's Health and Castle Rock Aurora. A lot of places out there. I have worked with more than a few places out there. And they are absolutely the best. Go to CRMensHealth.com. That's CRMensHealth.com. Time now for The Buzz. The Buzz is presented by Castle Rock Men's Health and Castle Rock and Aurora. See why Eric only trusts his health with Dr. Lee at Castle Rock Men's Health. All right, let's go out to the hotline. We're going to bring in our friend Todd Davis, Super Bowl champ with the Broncos. You can catch him on DNVR, and he joins us every Friday on the show. His segment is brought to you by the Davis Fund. Good morning, Todd. Good morning. How are you doing? Good. In all the years that you've been in the NFL and have watched the NFL, can you think of too many stories that are more heartwarming than the way Josh Dobbs has started his career with the Minnesota Vikings? Uh, no, not too many of them. Um, he came in and did a great job after being traded, bench traded, and now he's finding new life in Minnesota. And um, he's really doing a lot for the community there. And, you know, he's really doing a great job, so I'm happy for him. Setting the edges against a guy like this, we always talk about it in the run game. you got to set your edges. Guys got to stay home, be assignment sound, all of these things. But when you have a quarterback like this that not only can get off schedule, but probably will be running designed runs, give us your sense as a former inside backer on what you got to do with these guys because you're not going to spy on them. So how do you, how does a defense react to a guy like this with this kind of mobility? You know, it's really about um, not being too aggressive. You want to make plays, and sacks definitely matter, but you want to make sure that you're making a sack in the pocket and not allowing him to escape the pocket and create big plays because, you know, if he gets a 10-yard pass here, 12-yard pass there in the pocket, that's fine. But, you know, he really gets spectacular when he gets out of the pocket and is able to take those 30-yard bombs um, that turn into touchdowns and really extend plays. So the best thing I can say for the Denver Broncos, defense, edge rushers, inside linebackers, is keep him in the pocket, keep him corralled. If he's going to escape anywhere, let him escape up the middle where you have Josie Jewell and Alex Singleton ready to make a tackle. Uh, you spent a lot of time covering tight ends over the course of your career. I know how great Travis Kelsey is, but certainly Travis Kelsey doesn't have a counterpart as a wide receiver uh, like they have in Minnesota. You have T.J. Hawkinson, and then you have Justin Jefferson, who is trending, I believe, towards playing. Specifically talking about the tight end position, knowing that Dobbs is mobile, knowing that Jefferson is going to be a handful, maybe Sertan does need a little bit of help. How in the world are they going to slow down T.J. Hawkinson? You know, it's tough um, to go against a good tight end before because for a quarterback, that's his easiest read and that's his easiest throw. Uh, I think tight ends need the least amount of separation to be able to complete a pass as opposed to a wide receiver where you got to throw from one hash all the way to the sideline sometimes to complete a pass. So what they need to do with TJ is really use those decent alignment and outside linebackers to, you know, hit him before he gets started. Um, give Josie and Alex Singleton a chance um, to be able to cover him one-on-one with some good, good pushes and good shoves to really start his route before he gets stop his route before he even gets started. Todd, give us a little insight on that because we hear you guys that have played the game talk about how difficult a matchup that is. 
tell fans out there why it's so difficult. You've got guys, first of all, running down the seam, so they're generally always in the sight line of the quarterback. They're usually a bigger target, so they create size mismatches. Are, are those two things that, that make, it diff- make it difficult to cover a tight end, and are there more? No, I think that's, you know, that's definitely key. And like I said before, there's no time for recovery when the quarterback is thrown to a tight end. You see these cornerbacks that make great plays. They're beat on routes, but they have the recovery speed to get to the, you know, the ball before the wide receiver does. When the tight end is so close, if you're not on him, you know, the whole entire play, you don't have time to recover once the ball is thrown because usually these are 10, 11-yard routes that are easy throws for the quarterback. So they're big bodies, and a lot of times nowadays they're fast, they're agile, so it's tough for linebackers and safeties to cover these guys one-on-one. We're talking with Todd Davis, segment brought to you by the Davis Fund. Uh, Todd joins us every Friday on the show. Um, Justin Simmons has the most interceptions since joining the league which is interesting because he barely played in his first year, Mm. which is something, and you've certainly played on that team. Everybody talks about the no-fly zone, how great it was, and it was unbelievable. I'm going to pick two cornerbacks off that no-fly zone. All due respect to Bradley Roby, I'm not going to put him in there. I'm going to talk about Chris and Akeeb. And then we have Darian Stewart and TJ Ward. Does Sertan replace either... No, you mean Simmons? No, no. Does Sertan Sertan start over Tlaib? And does Simmons start over Darian or TJ? I think this is a uh, loaded question. No, Um, listen, I know. No, it is. It it is a little loaded. I'm interested to hear how you answer Well, I know I'm asking you to pick your favorite child. I get that. (laughs) I get that. But you're an analyst now. You know, it's this is a tough one because the keep to leave is arguably a Hall of, Hall of Fame yes. quarterback. Yes, and, I know. You know, at the time he was doing everything we needed to, him to do. So I'm going to say that a key would start over Pat because a key made more game changing plays. Pat is great in coverage, but when you needed a pick six, yep. when you needed a pick to really turn the game around, that's where a key came in and really you know made his money because. Nobody was better at getting the ball uh, from opposing quarterbacks than Keith Tlaib on our team. And, you know, that back end, we had two dynamic safeties, guys that um, deserved, you know, a ring of honor, ring of fame because they were that dominant. But I feel like they were better in the run game than, you know, Justin is in the past. I think Justin, his ability to get his hand on the ball and really create turnovers is unmatched. So I think I would definitely have to throw Justin in that lineup just because of his ability to um, get the ball. Well done. Well done. By the way, by the way, Keeb, say hello to Todd. No. Here, here's my here's my no, we deal. Have, we have a Keeb on the line because we did set up Todd. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Akeem, well, that's, say hello. That's hard. What that's, up, Keeb? That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. See, he'd be all good. Hey, Todd, then let me ask you this. As a technician, uh, and I'll go ahead and throw Akeeb and Chris Harris in this, both of them. As a technician, Who's the best cover guy of those three when you throw Sertan in there as far as a lockdown corner? You know, I think that they all had different traits. I think just physically, Aki was gifted. He was fast. He was strong. He could run with you no matter what. Chris's 
um, best attribute was his knowledge. Mm-hmm. There would be times that guys lined up and he knew exactly where the play was going, exactly what route they were running, so he could set himself up to have a you know a great down because of his knowledge. And then Pat Sertan, I think, is a physical specimen. Um, he's once again tall. He's he's strong. He's physical. Uh, not many guys get off the line even. I think you see his matchup against Stephon Diggs. There was times Stephon Diggs was pattering his feet at the line, trying to make a move, trying to get around this guy. And Pastor Tan is just calm, cool, collected. He's not worried about anything. He knows he can, you know, run with anybody. So, you know, he's in a class of his own as far as, you know, physical ability. There was a little bit of a blip for the Broncos' defense against the run last week in Buffalo. I think that you can explain it a little bit as, hey, we were looking to take away the passing attack Maybe they were doing some different things that allowed Buffalo to exploit the running game in two quick bursts the way that they did. Was there anything in Buffalo that you saw that was concerning or regressive about the Broncos' defense, or do you think that they took more steps forward instead? Yeah, there were a few times that they captured our edge that I wasn't expecting. You know, we've had... Uh, some changes at the outside linebacker position, and these guys have been doing a great job of securing the edge and uh, really being aggressive. But the Buffalo Bills ran, you know, powers, which are, you know, two pullers coming around to the other side, like maybe four or five times in a row, and it kept working because they could capture our edges. So that is something that I'm nervous about that we got to get corrected before we play the Minnesota Vikings because, you know, it's a copycat league. If teams see that your edge is getting knocked down or that they can really get to the outside, they're going to do it all game long. Mm. I'm a firm believer that you don't start talking about the playoffs until you're at least 500. Broncos have an opportunity to do that against Minnesota on Sunday night. I'm not going to ask you the obvious question, which is do you think the Broncos are going to make the playoffs? I will spin it differently. Right now, do the Broncos look like a playoff team? Yes, right now they do. And it's because of two reasons. It's because of the defense takeaways, and it's because of Marvin Mims being the, you know, the best returner in the league right now. Hmm. Okay, I, I, I want to follow up on that. Every week, it's the same line with Sean Payton. We need to find a way to get him involved on offense. Outside of reverses that are getting blown up each time, and that needs to leave the playbook completely, why do you think Mims isn't more involved in terms of being a target on offense? I think, I think right now we aren't built to take deep shots. Um, we tried it the first couple of weeks, and you know we had success, but overall – you know, I think our team looks better running the ball, the short passing game. You know, we're not throwing the ball more than, you know, 15 to 20 yards in the air. So I think that's where Cortland and Jerry Judy really come in handy. And it's tough when you have three a three-headed monster in the backfield and they all need touches. Um, you have Cortland Sutton who needs his touches. You have Jerry Judy who needs his touches. There's only one football. It's hard to find times, you know, to get guys to rock when you have so many guys that need touches and there's only one ball. Is the lack of passing downfield, and I know it's a combination of these three, but which is more prevalent? Is it Russell? Is it pass protection? Or the wide receivers not getting enough separation? I know it's all three. I know it's all three, but which is more prevalent? I think that the offensive line is really giving him time. There were actually a couple times in the last game where Marvin Mims did get open downfield and then Russ missed him. Um, and I think that even Jerry Judy, you know, was late in the game. But, you know, that, that move he gave 
that end up being a P.I., like he's wide open downfield. If the ball's placed on him, that's a touchdown. So I don't think it's the wide receivers, and I don't think it's the O-line. I think it's Russ having confidence and, you know, throwing that deep ball and then also just game plan. You know, I think with, with Sean right now, if it's not there, if the first read's not there, he's like, Russ, take off. You know, get us seven yards. We'll either see another down. We'll get Javante in. We'll get another three or four yards, and we'll just keep this drive moving. He's not necessarily scrambling to find plays downfield. He's scrambling to get first downs. It's also about the Davis Fund. The Davis Fund is a real estate development firm that I started here in Colorado, um, you know, building spec homes, for-profit, non-profit. Um, just really want to do my part in, you know, making this city beautiful. And if people want to get involved, how do they? And how can they get involved? Like, literally, how can, not just contact you, but how can they get involved? Well, the best way that they can get involved is they can contact me. Uh, I have a website coming up. It'll be up shortly um, that'll have events for dates that we're doing and fundraisers. But for right now, everything is through me. So contact me, email me at toddavis at thedavisfund.com, and I can let you know what we have in store. Yeah, listen, I know a really good auctioneer if you need one for your <laughs> fundraiser. I bet you do. Who are you talking about? I'm talking about my friend Vic Lombardi. <laughs> Yeah. Who's okay. very good. Yeah. A right. buddy of mine, JJ Ratnick, is really good. Yeah. Uh, Danny Dottarosa, she's fantastic. Yeah, whatever. What do you think I was talking about? Me? I might no, have I thought. I was talking about Bruce. No, not me. My God, I couldn't yeah. do that stuff. He couldn't raise a flag, more oh or less. Oh, my money. God. Great. Hey, uh, Todd, thanks for your time, man. Have a thanks, great weekend. Todd. All right, guys. Have a good one. All right. When we continue, Ooh, you're I have got a player to player comp for you from Marvin Mims Jr. who will be on the field on Sunday. Ooh. More on that when we continue. Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us at You can reach us. Roller Auctions Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman on Tuesday, November 28th. Roller Auctions having an auction for air compressors, garage door inventory, trucks, forklifts, welders, and more. Get involved, get notifications about upcoming auctions at rollerauction.com backslash MHS. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending. Presented by Silterhar Mazda. Get to Silterhar in Broomfield for a no-pressure buying experience at Silterhar Mazda. Or find them at sthmazda.com. Okay, Bruce, what do you got? You know, we've spent a lot of time, and rightfully so, talking about the Vikings. They're a hot football team. They've won five in a row. The remarkable story of Josh Dobbs. Justin Jefferson potentially coming back to the lineup. T.J. Hawkinson, who has been uh, just an absolute uh, whirlwind as a tight end in this league, and for the and for the Miami, for the Minnesota Vikings. But there is a player on the field that is a direct comp for Marvin Mims, that if you look at him, you don't even have to squint to see what Marvin Mims could look like. I think I know what you're talking about. Jordan Addison. Yep. He, was is, great. he was great at USC. Oh, my God. He was, he was great. great at USC. Yeah. 
and by the way, has quietly been great for the Minnesota Vikings. We're spending a lot of time talking about Justin Jefferson, and rightfully so. Dude has earned his chops, right? Mm -hmm. Jordan Addison, 45 catches, 603 yards, and seven touchdowns so far this season. You know, we casually talk about Pat Sertan dealing with Justin Jefferson. Who the hell is going to deal with Jordan Addison? We'll get to that in a second. Fabian. 5'11", 173. Soaking wet. Bingo. With, with bags of quarters in his pockets. Marvin Mims, 5'11", 184. Both speed guys. Addison taken in the first round out of USC. Sims taken in the second round out of the University of Oklahoma. 11 catches. Wait, who's that? Oh, wait. Oh, okay. Go Marvin ahead. Mims. Yeah. Right. 11 catches for 246 yards, a 22.4 yard per catch average as opposed to an impressive 13.4 yards per catch from Jordan Addison. And by the way, 603 total yards all receiving for Addison, 592 total yards for Mims. I mean... It's a remarkable, to me, side-by-side. Side. They're doing it very differently. Yep. But if you're looking for a model for Marvin Mims and how he is used in an offense, watch a very similar body type, speed set, the whole nine yards in Jordan Addison this weekend for the Minnesota Vikings. Well, I'm going to put Jefferson into perspective. Go right ahead. The way you just wax poetically oh, thank about you. Jordan Addison. Jordan Addison has played in twice as many games as Justin Jefferson. Mm -hmm. And Justin Jefferson, um, 29, he has caught 32 yards less than Addison. It's remarkable, isn't it? And he's played half the games. He was the leading receiver in the league when he left with injury and is still one of the leading receivers in the league. Averaging 114 yards a game. Yep. Now, are those Tyreek Hill numbers? Probably not. Well, they're one in four numbers. Meaning that, that's, that's the record? The rec that's the record they had with him in the offense. Right. And Kirk Cousins, by the way. Yeah. I mean, right now you have the, the two elite receivers in the league right now, and it's no knock against Justin Jefferson. Many would say he's the best wide receiver in the league. But when you look at Brown, A.J. Oh, yeah, Brown. Yeah, the year that and Tyreek Hill. And Tyreek Hill. Yeah, they're, they're off the charts. Right. Off the charts. No question about it. Now, I know it's just very interesting because, you know, when you're doing your prep and you're watching guys and the question is so often, and, and Sean Payton asked it of himself yesterday on the podium. Yeah, and I mean, and, and talking to himself, you know, and I, we've got to we've got to continue to get him more involved in the offense. But then you see a guy like Jordan Addison, and when you're watching tape, and I don't watch a ton of it, but I watch enough of it to when a guy jumps out at you, it's like, damn, they, they've got this guy too. But but Addison, it, it just by looking at the numbers, he's more of a possession wide receiver. Well, I mean, than he, a speed guy. He's got pretty good chops. I, no, no, I didn't say he doesn't have yeah. speed. When you're averaging 13 yards a catch. You're getting downfield. You or, are. Or you're getting yards after the catch. Okay. Right. And then Justin Jefferson is 16 yards a catch. Yeah. And then what is Marvin Mims? 22.4. And you know what? If they don't throw him another ball all year, and that is possible, mm -hmm. think about what his numbers look like. Well, he's the second. May, may, maybe, they, maybe they shouldn't throw him the ball 
at all because you don't want to hurt his average. I think he's the second or the tops or the second leading yards producer per touch in the National Football League. Yeah, but it's based on how many catches. That's the funny no, thing. No, no, I'm talking about per touch. Right. The, the times that he touches the football because his explosiveness is undeniable in the return game. Right. So, I mean, like I said, two guys very similar, almost mirror images of one another, but who have done their jobs in totally different ways to get to the same place. What do we have coming up on Just In Case You Missed It? We'll talk about college football's biggest matchups this weekend and also discuss some of the strangest superstitions in sports. That's all next on Morning <laughs> Drive with Goodman and Hurdle on Mile High Sports. Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us, MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us on the Roller Auctions Twitter feed. At Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman on Tuesday, November 28th. Roller Auctions having an auction for air compressors, garage door inventory, trucks, forklifts, welders, and more. Get involved, get notifications about upcoming auctions at rollerauction.com backslash MHS. Yesterday, told you about Johnson Garage Doors. Want to talk about them again. Why? I've worked with them. Bruce, you've worked with them. My wife has worked with them. They're absolutely the best out there. With that, I want to bring in my guy, Brian, one of the owners of Johnson Garage Doors. Good morning, Brian. How are you? Hey, good morning, Eric. I'm great. How are you? Good. I want to get into something that I find to be highly unusual, yet it is so great for your customers. Generally speaking, when a garage door company does work, you're going to get the manufacturer's warranty. You guys up that by so much and tell everybody about the warranty that you give because you feel so confident in the work you do and the parts that you are using. Yeah, absolutely. Every uh, insulated door that we install, and, and if, you know, if you're a homeowner, you want an insulated door. It's just so much better, and we can go over those details with you when we're, when we're at your home, you know, just really going over the quote. But we, we, uh, every one of those insulated doors comes with a seven-year warranty. Uh, the parts that we use are the best, and we just really stand behind our work. Now, that, that warranty, is that from you or is that from the manufacturer? Uh, that's from us. Right. That's, yeah, absolutely. What would it normally be with another company? You would just get, what, a year or two years? Yeah, exactly. So why do you do that? I mean, I, 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 it sounds like a crazy question. Seven years, that's a long time. Yeah, that's because we, you know, we're consumers too. We know that when we buy something, we want to feel the peace of mind of knowing that it's going to work and we just and we just know that it's going to work. So it's not even something that's really difficult on our part. We we stand by our work, we stand by our parts. Why do you think other companies don't offer a warranty that long? It's pretty simple. I mean, just the reality is it's, it, if there's a question mark, if you just, you know, you know that the work you do 
just may not last that long, you know that that's going to be an expense that your company might incur. And so I think that that, you know, that would cause someone to think we, we should just go with a year or two years. I know that when I talk with service providers, usually one or two years is what I hear. Right. And if you notice, if it's two years, it's like two years in a week that the thing breaks down, right? Yeah, exactly. It always happens right after the warranty expires. That's the God's truth. But seven years, right? Seven years, you you would never say, well, it's seven years in a week. Seven years is more than fine, right? What is an insulated door? An insulated door... uh, it has a lot of benefits, actually, because you could go with a non-insulated or an insulated. So the insulated door makes the door more dent resistant uh, so that if, you know, someone were if the kids are roughhousing in front of it and they maybe sort of bonk into it, it's not going to dent as easily. It also helps, obviously, to keep the door uh, cooler in the, uh, the, the garage, rather cooler in the summer, warmer in the winter. And it makes it a lot quieter, too. I know, Eric, you really care about how quiet the door is. No, it scares me. It (laughs) scares me. At Mandy's house, I never hear the garage door open. And then whoever parked the car walks in, and it's like a big surprise. I I, I didn't know you were home. (laughs) Right? So, So when I'm having keg parties with my buddies and Mandy comes home, I get caught every single time. I don't know that she's home. Right. That worries me. Can you do noisier garage doors? I don't just, think just, yeah. just to help guys I, like me. Let, let, we let, could let, just use all the parts the other guys use. Yeah, yeah. Let's avoid that with a sixty-day warranty. Yeah, exactly. And then on day sixty-one, <laughs> springs uh, that go boing. Right. How are garage doors honestly made that quiet? I mean, you would really have to come over to our house, Bruce, to hear this. Yeah. Or for lack of a better phrase, or not hear it. Not because right. I would think that a garage door is just normally going to be noisy. Right? I'm so sorry, guys. My phone broke up. I couldn't hear what you said. What I was going to say is, I mean, the way I grew up, they're they're loud enough where you're upstairs and you hear the garage door open. You can be in the kitchen if it's attached to the garage and you hear the garage. How do they make them so so quiet? How is that possible? It has a lot to do with the rollers. So we use uh, ball bearing nylon rollers. Uh, a lot of guys just use the steel one, so it's just steel on steel on the track, and it's just really loud. And then the doors themselves creak and make a lot of noise. So just all the different parts we put on just make it operate smoothly and quietly. And that's the way it should operate because all that noise is friction, you know. So when it's quiet, it tells you also that there's not a lot of friction. The door's not, you know, rubbing on itself and getting older, faster, degrading. How do people get a hold of you? Uh, just call us, 720-233-1588. Uh, it's always going to be me or Nate, and we got our uh, a new guy named Ian. He's fantastic. He's been in the business a long time. He's taken a lot of calls, too. Well, obviously, if you're hiring people, you're doing a lot of business. If you're doing a lot of business, that means everything that I say on air about you guys, not only I know is true, but that means everybody else believes it true, and you're expanding as a company. Brian, have a great weekend, my friend. You too. Thanks, guys. Go to johnsongaragedoors.com. Time now for the final word. The final word. Presented by Greenfields Pool and Sports Bar in Lakewood. Greenfields has everything under one roof, including the best happy hour in town. Two for one wine, well, and drafts from 3 until 7 p.m. (laughs) 
Just In Case You Missed It, is presented by Argonaut Wine and Liquor. You need to see why Westward named it the best liquor store in Denver. Five years running. Or order online at ArgonautLiquor.com. Alrighty, guys, we are down to the final two weeks of the college football regular season, and the best matchups this weekend include Utah at Arizona, Georgia at Tennessee, Kansas State at Kansas, and Washington at Oregon State. If you could only watch one game this weekend, what's the game you are picking? I would go with Washington at Oregon State. Very intrigued by that football game. Washington is on the cusp of a CFP berth, and in Michael Penix have a legitimate Heisman Trophy candidate. But Oregon State is one of those really sneaky, tough teams, and Corvallis is a hard place to play. That's the one I think that probably intrigues me the most. I think it would only be fitting if a Pac-12 school won the national championship. Awesome. Because it has never happened. They barely even get into the playoff. But to win it in the final year of them actually being a conference. And oh, by the way, in case you didn't hear, uh, Washington State and Oregon State are now going to be joining the Mountain West. Isn't that something? Yeah. I mean, not surprised. No, 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 not surprising. In fact, it makes pretty good sense. Where else are they going to go? No. Washington and Oregon, the only two Pac-12 teams that have ever played in the CFP. That's it. All right, just in case you missed it, Patrick Mahomes confirms he has worn the same pair of underwear to every single game of his NFL career. (laughs) Mahomes said, I mean, if we are on a hot streak, I can't wash them, you know. As long as we are winning football games, I'll keep the superstition going. In all your years of covering sports, what are some of the stranger, superstitious things you have seen athletes do? Uh, a lot of it has to do with food that is eaten before games. You know, like Wade Boggs has the the chicken thing and stuff like that. So I've known guys that had to eat certain things. Spaghetti out of a can was always one of the. I have a teammate Ugh. that always had to have spaghetti out of a can. I'd say, well, what about you know? Let's let. Why don't we just, you know, work some spaghetti up? It's actually one thing that I could make. Right. Not, I don't make anything well, but, I mean, I could do it. Nope, it had to be out of a can. I always thought that was a little bit odd. I can think of not so much superstitions. I can think of dumb things that yeah. athletes have done. A friend of mine um, was a major league pitcher for a long time, and um, he decided to iron his shirt with his shirt on. Oh, n- never a good idea. It didn't work out well for him. No, it wouldn't. He got into a fight with that iron and the iron won. Yeah, well. He had the burn mark to prove it. I don't know what the hell he was thinking. Bold strategy. I'll I'll tell you who it was. I'm not going to say his name on air because he lives in town. I'll tell you who it is when we get (laughs) off the air. But that was uh, Argonaut Wine and Liquor. Just in case you missed it, it is the weekend. Who are you taking? Chiefs, Vikings, CU, Washington State. Quick. Wait, what? Chiefs and Vikings? I mean, uh, Broncos. Broncos, oh, Vikings. Sorry about that. I was thinking about Patrick Mahomes and his underwear. Oh, it's a Bron- lot of Bronco, information. Broncos, Broncos, Vikings, CU, I'll, Washington State. I'll go with um, I'll go with Washington State, and I'll go with the Broncos. I'm taking CU and the Broncos. I think CU finds a way. I certainly like them inside four and a half. I think CU's going to find a way to win. And I think it's going to be a knockdown drag out. And I think the Broncos win a close game. Boy, you sound like a gambler. I'll, I'll, I'll lay the four and a half. Well, I'm not, a gamble. I mean, I'm not, I'll lay the well, four and a half. Would you lay the four and a half? I'll, I'll ask you. I'll lay the four and a half in a three leg parlay. I didn't say that. I think I, I like the four and a half, though. I mean, if I'm going to bet on the game? No, I'm not going to bet on so, the so game. So why do you like it? Because I like. 
Why don't I, you just bet it if you like it? Because I like the because I don't I prefer not to I I don't I'm not gonna bet. I'm just not gonna do it. Why don't it. you go to Argonaut, have a couple of cocktails, and then maybe you'll think I about might signing do up. That. Yes. Okay. I might do that because I hear they have really good deals. Always, specifically on wine. Uh, all wines uh. from Italy are fifteen percent off. Go get mm-hmm. a craft beer this weekend. Uh, mix up your favorite cocktail. It is the weekend, and I'm going to start drinking in five minutes out of the trunk <laughs> of my car because I just stopped by Argonaut Wine and Liquor off of Colfax. And I'm kidding, kidding about that. Uh, it's not in the trunk of my car. It's opened up in the front seat. Make it the best possible weekend you can.